0: Welcome back to His Light and Life. We are uh, we're continuing uh, we're continuing talking about the kingdom. And uh, before we get too deep uh, in a particular area, I think it's important to um, take a second and explain something that is um, not not widely understood. Um, as we've emphasized before, um, God is. God revealed the kingdom in various stages. So it came first. We see that in an intermediary stage or essentially an introductory stage. We see that with the judges. So before there was even before there was even the law, Israel was ruled by the judges. Uh, Barak, Deborah, a couple of good examples of how God started off just with a basic judiciary system for for the the lineage and it and it's also important to understand that they um, were given the law as a huge step forward in them in their development as a civilization as a civilized society that that's important to note but it isn't of course the kingdom so you know what you see with You know Moses on the on the ten with the ten commandments. What you see there isn't the kingdom. Okay, you you have a you have a priestly judicial uh, social uh, construct that would enable them to operate function as a civilized society, but at the same time, it didn't allow them. They, they couldn't enter into the fullness of what God had planned for them. It, it's important when we look at some of these things that we are aware all the time, when you're reading the Bible, you should always be telling, asking yourself, reminding yourself, clarifying to yourself the section you're reading in context with what was God's revelation at that point. Because it's not the same. His revelation is not the same at every point. Now, he hasn't changed. He doesn't change. But I want you to think of it in terms of, here's a good example. So, let's, let's just imagine the sun in the sky. The sun in the sky in a fixed orbit, in a fixed location in, in, the, in the day it it does not change but if i put something over top of me if i go under an umbrella like a like a lawn umbrella you know i have done something at my level that seems to make the the, the sun all appear to be different so if you were to explain that in the context of what we're talking about you have to reverse that where Man is initially in darkness. He's complete darkness. Forget an umbrella over you. He's in he's in a box if you will. He's in a he's outside he's in a complete dark place. And then you see you see God. It's almost like some holes were punched in the box and some light came through. Or a filter was take, put on the, you know, the box was lifted, but there's this dark filter over it still. So it's a little bit of light, but it's still dark. And then God reveals, you know, release re- removes one, another layer of filter, and there's a little bit more light coming into the box. And then more, and then more, and then more. Now it's important to note that eventually, you would be able to sit in the in the full in the full sun. Okay and you you have to understand that in in a fallen state, God's fixed, but man's in a fallen state. He couldn't God couldn't just come onto the scene and and and, and release that that light. If he had, if he had, uh, man would have been destroyed. man there's no possibility of what God intended to accomplish being accomplished. So we we have to read the Bible in context of this progression. Now it isn't a progression of change in God. The second the second your mind says, well, God appears to have been this way at one time and, and then he appears to be This way at another time and then you kind of move through like that you have to realize that it's you you're the one who's obviously looking at that incorrectly because you have to hold in your mind all all at all times that he's the lord god and he changes not god has never changed there's absolutely never been any change in him from existence of his from eternity to eternity the unimaginable eternity he Today, as we as at this moment, has not changed at all. He's not changed at all. The understanding of him on man's side has changed. Our ability to see him and understand his purposes have changed. But he hasn't changed at all. Okay. It's vital it's very important that we always keep in mind that simple fact. I learned I learned that put it in, I began to to make gains real what I would call significant gains in God when I realized when I stopped if you will of trying to accom- trying to trying to form or fit my understanding of God when I stopped trying to get him to accommodate my thinking. When I removed myself from the equation and realized that he's God, he doesn't change, he doesn't owe us anything, he's completely free from all responsibility for what takes place on this earth and through mankind because he put his steward in charge of that and his steward rebelled and plunged the entire world into darkness by the offense of one man, all sinned. Okay, so our government, our government head failed, and whereby took upon himself the entirety of the responsibility of all of his descendants. He made a single decision for all the descendants that followed him, and a lot of people will say, "Well, Adam didn't know," and Adam (laughs) he totally knew. He totally knew. He was to multiply. <laughs> God had told him, you know, multiply, and fill. he knew that he would have a lineage. He knew that he was going to have children, and he wanted to be in charge of all that. He, he made a decision for self-reliance, independence from God, and he knew that that would continue on through all of all of his descendants and children. Okay. But in the context of so God is not responsible for the outcomes and the events and you know someone says, "Well, what about famines around the world? And what about mudslides and earthquakes and just disasters? What about all of these things?" Yeah, Adam's responsible for that. And if the church if the church had emphasized that, um if we had a focus on that like they had in the 1600s 1700s our problems that wouldn't even come up in conversation the man on the street just the typical man on the street would at least he may not necessarily agree with it but he would have he would at least know because he'd heard it over and over and over throughout from the church from the spirit from the christian sector that that responsibility lies to Adam, lies with Adam. And you would see that. It's unfortunate that that most Christians don't even understand that. they, Most Christians, I like what Deverne says about that. Most Christians have this view that God kind of created man, sort of, you know, God has this purpose, and that purpose is peace and harmony in the earth. God created man kind of, you know, gave him free will cuz he didn't want him to be a robot and, you know, a man kind of, you know, just sort of went off the rails and so, you know, yeah, God, you know, man's not perfect, but God's responsible as well. And the kind of there's a dual responsibility involved. God is somehow responsible, you know, to clean up the mess. It's like you you gave your child something and they went in their room and played with it. And it turns out that it, you know, comes apart, breaks apart, there's something inside of it, and they make a big mess. And you come back into the scene and you're like, Oh yeah, oh gee Billy, look at the mess you made. But at the same time, part of that bird or part of that responsibility could be laid at the parents' feet by saying, Well, why'd you give it to them? And we see that with you know, in the garden, the initial where, he, where uh, Adam female says to, well, the serpent, you know, whoa, he tempted me. He beguiled me. He tricked me. And then um, Adam goes, well, you know, the woman you gave me, she she took and ate, and then she offered to me and I did eat too. And he lay off late. So, I mean, she laid off, off laid the blame on the serpent and, and he off laid the blame on the, on God if you hadn't given me this woman and she wouldn't have been gone, you know, she wouldn't have made this mess. And then she wouldn't have offered and there would have been no one to offer it to me. And I wouldn't have eaten. In other words, blame, the blame lies somewhere. And throughout our society in general, more or less the responsibilities and the outcomes that are happening on the planet. God, you, you created the earth. It's your creation. You got to be responsible for, you got to take some responsibility for that. And of course it misses the point that the responsibility isn't with God because God gave, God gave the responsibility to Adam in the beginning. He gave him dominion. He had a, he had a stewardship probationary test very, very, I mean, you don't want to talk about put this in your you give him a simple test do you want to put this in your thinking on the one hand he's given authority responsibility and dominion over the earth okay that's what that's what God has given to him uh, that's massive. You think about this earth, you think about its destiny, you think about all those things. So God has put that, given it that to him as a probationary stewardship. Stewardship means you have the responsibility for it, but you don't have the ownership of it. Someone can have dominion, that doesn't mean they own it. And God never gave ownership of the earth to man, but he gave him the stewardship dominion. So anyway, and he gave man free will, independence. You mean, and, and a perfect environment for him to live in. All everything, all of the needs that he would ever have would be totally met. God's taken that. It's got like the ultimate, <clears throat> excuse me, the ultimate trust fund. No worries there. And over on the other side is God's uh, his expectation of responsibility. Okay, So I've given you all of this, imagine that, all of it, the ability, the grace, the glory, the dominion, the responsibility, the stewardship, authority, etc. And over on this side here, you can eat from every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. From its fruit you shall not eat. Wow. Wow. And he ate. So it's not like, what I mean is, it's not like God gave him a big test. It's not like, (laughs) you know, he he didn't have to navigate a a labyrinth that was booby-trapped. That had, you know, it wasn't a skill-testing question. It wasn't even a question. It wasn't a question at all. Just don't. Just just don't touch it. And there was no pressure from the law provoking that. So his rebellion originated within himself. His rational ability and self-will that he had before he fell. He reasoned and rationed within himself that I don't need God. We can just move on. I got, we're good. We're totally good. He comes in the morning He walks and talks with me at the cool of the day. The cool of the day is in the morning, so he meets with them early. They walk through the garden. They have a chat. They say, you know, the directives, and then, okay, then I go do it. So, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, let's eliminate the chat. I know every one of my listeners has had a manager like that. And you're saying to yourself, uh, I'm not really sure what he does here. I'm not really sure why he's here. I'm not really sure that he, he he could take a week off and nothing would be different. So what is he really doing? But of course, what you don't realize is behind the scenes, the manager may be doing a lot of things. His interaction with you may be very basic and simple, but behind the scenes, he's doing a lot of things. And behind the scenes, God was doing a lot. He was upholding all things by the word of his power. Okay. No small task. But moving forward into the understanding of the kingdom of the intermediate stages that God had presented. And that how he was progressively revealing his light. You can start right there with Adam and understand that Adam didn't have a full revelation and understanding of God's light. He didn't have a full understanding and revelation of God's kingdom. That the earth wasn't just simply going to be like an outpost it was going to be an extension of the kingdom it was going to be the, man, the physical manifestation of the spiritual kingdom within within god, which god reigns and rules and he was going to expand that kingdom into the material realm okay and we know that that's god's intention For his son to be the ruler of the spiritual and the material realm because we see in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, a spiritual dimension, spiritual realm, and the earth, a material realm and a material dimension. We know that he had Lucifer and angels in in the spiritual dimension and then we know he made man out of the dust of the ground. I can't think of any other further definition of an intention than making man out of the very dust of the ground. As a demonstration that his desire was, I don't want to use the word expand, but to, to expand the kingdom or to have a fuller revelation of the kingdom in which it would occupy and rule over two dimensions. Okay. We see that with Jesus. That he was raised from the dead, a spiritual reality truth, but he was, his physical body was raised from the dead. I want to emphasize that right now. Because. Anyone who's aware would be listening and looking for that. And I want my listeners to be, to have no confusion, particularly in this area. That Jesus Christ is God the Son, fully deity, fully God in every aspect. And God the Son was born of a virgin on the earth and occupied a material body. And that material body uh, I don't like the term God man, but you can think of it in that sense. He was God in the flesh, okay? He walked this earth as a substitution, and the father's will accomplisher, died on, was crucified on a cross, innocent, taking upon ourselves or upon himself our guilt that he died, his physical body died and was placed in a tomb. And after three days, having accomplished the perfect will of God, he re-entered his body. And his physical body was raised from the dead and is now in a glorified state. Okay? I don't want anyone to have any confusion over that. In those areas, that, that those are those are the non-negotiables, okay, of our faith. Virgin birth and a physical, rev- <laughs> a physical resurrection, okay, and we will follow that. We have gone through the new birth, we've been raised from the dead in our spirits, and we will receive glorified bodies, which we'll be in when we're in heaven. And in that state, we will be able to move and occupy and be involved in, interconnected to, the spiritual dimension like the angels are now, the material dimensions like we are physically now. Okay? And I know that because that's what Jesus did after his resurrection. He could be seen. He could be touched. Right? Right? Thomas said, I won't believe unless I stick my hand into the holes in his hands. And, and in his, and he did, and he could eat and he could walk and he could walk through walls. He could pass into and out of their midst. He could obey or supersede the natural laws. And I have no doubt but to believe that it's the same when he's in heaven, in the spiritual dimension. Okay? He can do... He has a physical body there. So I just wanted to clarify that. But we see God developing, if you will, an outpost. An earthly outpost. An expansion. A colony. I like that word. It's a colony. Like... It's not something that's well-known anymore, but back in the day when people would be, you know, empires were expanding, um, you would have, um, like the English, they would have colonies. And these were like an outpost. They were a different country, a different place, a different locality, and the customs of 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 England would be practiced there. I remember a great man of God, he grew up in one. Bermuda was a colony, and uh, they dressed a certain way, and they were taught English, and they went to schools, and they were taught, they were essentially an outpost, an extension, an extension of it, where the ideas, the truths, and customs of the, the motherland, if you will, were demonstrated, practiced, and expressed in the colony. You'll make a huge leap forward, my friend, in your walk with God when you realize that though the world around you is in a state of complete rebellion against it, we are an extension of it. That we are the people, as citizens and ambassadors of heaven in the earth, we are here like a colony of the kingdom, right? And that means that what is going on in heaven, the rules, the directions, the full revelation of God's kingdom, not the partial that we had in the Old Testament and through the judges and through the law and even through the teachings of Jesus, that they have now come to fullness. As Jesus said, there's many things that I would tell you, you're not yet able to bear them. Okay? That's why when we pray, and we're going to get into the Lord's Prayer, we're going to break that down in another podcast. It's powerful. It isn't like a... It's very powerful, and it's very specific. It's God, in the most specific terms you could ever put him, is the Lord's Prayer. It's our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come on the earth as it is in heaven. And then we're going to continue on there, but you'll understand that as you understand and relate to the fact that you are in a kingdom, that you're inhabiting a colony of that kingdom at this state, that this earth is not the fullness of what it's going to become. God is going to come to this earth. He's going to, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, and that will be the completion of what we're talking about today, but we can't get ahead of ourselves. For today, I just wanted you to see the progression of the kingdom and that you, we are, this earth material dimension at this point, we are and always will be a colony. Okay? And we're citizens of the heaven in heaven, and we're ambassadors of that kingdom here in the earth as the colony, as the first, as the revelation, the full revelation of God, his intention, what he has accomplished through Jesus Christ is still being manifested at the state that we're at. And that will continue. Okay, I wanna we'll pick it up next time. I wanna thank you for joining me today on His Light and Life. This has been fun. Again, we seem to have made a transition. Now we're laying another foundation. And where we're heading with these ones is, okay, so how do I live? Right? How do I live as a citizen of heaven, an ambassador in the earth, in the colony now that we see around us? Okay? Okay. Thank you for listening to His Light and Life. Do you have questions or want to speak with Mark? Please reach out using the email in the description. We'll see you next time on His Light and Life.